1: You're listening to Game Makers, a Ubisoft podcast. I am Charles Adam Foster Simard. In this series, we're taking a closer look at the music and sounds of Ubisoft games, talking with the people who work behind the scenes to make the audio of our games come to life. Where so where are you hitting yourself when you do that? On the chest. You just hit your own chest. Yeah. Oh, cuz it echoes nicely.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can feel like the the body. It's very sensual, I think. <laughs> <laughs> With yourself? Yeah, of course. (laughs) And the sound guy.
1: Have you ever thought about the noises you hear when you're playing a game? Footsteps on a gravel path, the creak of armor the sound of a roller skate, a bird taking flight. Without rich noises and sounds, video game worlds would be a lot less immersive. And when the sounds of a game are well done, they enrich the playing experience and make the world really come alive. Sounds can even communicate crucial information about what's going on in the game. Foley artists work inside sound studios to recreate and record sounds of a game. For this episode, I talked with Alexis Faran who works as a Foley artist at Ubisoft Montreal. So, Alexis, you're uh, speaking to me from Montreal. I'm here in Paris. Before we even discuss what you do, can you describe to me where you are right now? What does your sound studio look like?
0: Yeah, so right now I'm sitting in the Foley studio in uh, Montreal, Ubisoft. Uh, Right now it looks really messy because we just finished a session and uh, it was kind of busy. (laughs) So still, everything is there. There's a lot of shoes around me, a lot of props, some dirt on the floor, and... um yeah and some props for the podcast that I just brought out,
1: so you brought out some some props so that we can hear a little bit of your work so Alexis, why is uh, why is folly so important according to you? Why is it such an essential part of uh, making a game?
0: Technically, Foley will be like very useful at some level because sound effects are very good, and we have a gigantic sound bank, which is incredible, and the sound designer here are very good, but At some level it's difficult to recreate like the movement of someone moving. So in a way it's way quicker for me to get the right props and to play it myself. It will take way less time to do. And I think even like it will add a lot of depth, you know, like you have a lot more emotion if it's done that way. So yeah, Foley is always good to bring things alive, you know? So, there's the in game part. So, when the character is kind of moving, I will often like make some in game banks. So, those are assets that we build that will custom fit the character depending on what he's wearing, what he's doing. And like, I will do like a lot of variations of those sounds to make it sound more natural. So, it's not always the same sample that is playing on and on. So, of course, like when you play the game, you can hear me doing like. It could be me or Chinese Rock, which have done a lot of Foley here, uh, like doing the uh, the sound assets. Like it's us in the recording studio doing those uh, those assets.
1: Do you always use kind of real objects to create the sounds that you make? If you're talking about a character walking on a different surface, like on wood or on stone or on. A gravel path or sometimes are you actually recreating always like the type of boot that the character is wearing and then the type of ground or do you sometimes have to cheat to create a sound
0: yeah i always think that the real thing sounds the best you know but having said that it's uh, it's foley so for sure like i'm walking uh, in front of the microphone so i'm not walking for real so i have kind of a setup that will work into the recording studio and from there there's a lot of creation and after that there's no limit i could use whatever possible that could fit into the recording studio to just like create a special sound for it
1: do you sometimes go outside to record certain sounds or is your job always inside the studio
0: That can happen, like, for example, if there's, like, ice layers, for sure, like, the real ice will sound really great outside. So I may go and uh, sometimes, uh, like, have the image on a computer or an iPad or and foliate. The problem with that is that there's a lot of ambient sound outside, a lot of pollution. So when you try to extract the sound that you're doing, it's very difficult to to make it clean. So that's the main reason why we work in the studio, but a set could sound so great, you know? And you can do perspectives, like put a few microphones. So yeah, it's, it's it, it could always be good, but we do it in the studio to have like a specific sound effects.
1: It's also a bit of a strange job because in a way, it's almost like you're trying to be invisible because I think if you're playing a game and you're noticing the sounds that the characters are making a lot, and the props are, are making, it means that the, um, there's something wrong with them, right? In a way, you want your sounds to kind of enrich the world, but they also shouldn't be too noticeable.
0: Yeah, so we think that when Foley is well done, it's when it's transparent, when you don't have a clue that it has been redone into a recording studio. But like, there's different styles. I mean, you can exaggerate, you can put some more phase on something um, mm. in video games. We push the limit and make it bigger, 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 and build the sounds bigger. But still, it needs to be believed that it's the real-life sound. And that's what I like from that job, too, because, I mean, an actor, like, he will do, like, few films, and then everyone will recognize him, but I will be in the studio, like, following a lot of films or video games or... And it's always me, but no one knows my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's behind the curtains.
1: So you mentioned that sometimes in video games, we go bigger and bigger. Can you give an example of a sound or a project where you really had to exaggerate some of those sounds?
0: I would say like most of the projects that we have to exaggerate because the ambience in a video game is so dense. There are so many things going on at the same time and everything is covered. So when we play the foley in it, if it's not exaggerated, it sounds like very small and like it's it's common that i will like double or triple or you know on a lot of sounds to make it larger especially the hits for example like i remember when i started here uh, i had a scene to do in splinter cell and uh, i was hitting as hard as i could in the Foley studio like even like feeling pain out of it but When you listen to it in the control room, it it will just sound so small because the dynamic is so big that the microphone needs to be adjusted and it will just catch the tip of the impact. So when you go in the control room, you hear like, you know. So then you have to think it by different colors and like, okay, we have the the attack. Then, okay, we need like a oomph. Then we need like a a crack. So those are typical sounds that we will build ourselves.
1: So for like someone punching someone else, you're actually breaking down that sound into different little pieces and then working on those individually and bringing them together again?
0: Yeah, I will, I will do a punch on myself, but I won't hurt myself. I try not to hurt myself. <laughs>
1: Please don't hurt yourself.
0: <laughs> then I can like add the punching back sound and a leather sound and like try to catch it as loud as possible. And then I can take, like, my neck and, like, crack my, <laughs> my bones. But in fact, like, uh, I will use, like, some um, pasta that I just did for the, <laughs> for the gag. But um, that's a thing that needs uh, many layers to make it big.
1: And I think that's really important for players because we get a lot of visual feedback when we play, right? We know a lot of what's happening to us by, by the sounds we hear. So maybe that's why it needs to be so um, a little bit more exaggerated, maybe.
0: Yeah. And we're used to, to, to listen to it loud. So if your eyes doesn't close when you hear it, you feel like, oh, you know, it's not enough. i have to play it and that's what i think i love the most you know it's like i have to make it to to dance it to sing it you know for me it it it's it regroup a lot of artistic action because for me it's like painting it's like dancing it's a, it's a sport you know it's it's really creative and it's moving you know I don't know it makes me it, ma- it makes me dream in a way and I like just to forget about everything and just be in it. So I don't know like uh, I can fly because I do like some wings or it's very exciting <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I really enjoy like doing the movements because when I do that I kind of play the game in a way. Yeah, if the character is doing a, a step or like a jump or a twist or I will have to do his clot. So when I do that, like I will do them like one by one, but in, in, in one go. So like I will really feel like I'm, I'm playing the game and jumping. and, So yeah, that's something uh, I enjoy feeling inside of me when I do that. I'm sure the quality
1: of the sounds are better when you're get really getting into character.
0: Yeah, of course, because like there's the emotion that the character is living when he's doing his actions that I can interpret and put into my sound. So I think it brings life to the mocap sessions or like the visual result of it.
1: So I was curious about For Honor because I think the sounds are really cool and For Honor, obviously the, the characters are really different, so they sound in, in really different ways. How did you, how did you approach For Honor and, and how did you make the sounds for all those different groups and characters?
0: First of all, like, I will sit with the sound designers. Like, there's a lot of sound designers on, on that game, that, so they are in charge of different factions. So I will talk with them, and um, they will tell me about, like, what they know about the suits of the characters, what we see, and what we may, like, want to exaggerate. From there, like, we will go to the recording studio, and I will show them my props, what I thought that could work for what they were saying. And, um, you know, like, if... I don't know. Someone could have like you know some wood, so I will have like few different types of wood that we will choose like and think. Uh, oh, that's the one we would like to, and like oh, it's that's the way it should it should react. And um okay, let's say uh, he's wearing like a, a leather suit, so like I may I have a different a lot of different uh, leather jackets or blankets or whatever, or you know, wool, and then I will just like you know, show them the textures, and we will probably build one asset uh, of the character with all the different layers on it. And when that's done, it's a go. Okay, we have we have our, our recipe for that character. So then I will start one layer at a time, like covering the whole image.
1: It's almost like you're creating a kind of like mood board of the character with the different textures that you want to use. And then once you know what you're going to use in terms of the props, then you have to build or you have to record all the different sounds with those props.
0: Yeah, that's it. And that really creates a mood. I think that's what is important. And you can identify that, okay, this is the Japanese. The knife. Or this is the Viking. For the Vikings, you know, there's different characters too. So you have to make it different like each time. Of course, like I may use the same props for different characters, but I will tend to get a new prop to make it different, richer, and in a different zone. So it's uh, it's always new.
1: So you're really trying to make sure that every character sounds different and bring a new element to each one?
0: Yeah, I think it's important because there's so many things going on. So you don't want to be in the same frequency all the time. And because like as soon as you pile off same frequencies, it starts to make noise. So mm. even like when I do a hit, if I do like too many layers, at the end it will sound like... It's like white noise, you know, because all the frequencies are there. So it's like if you put all the colors into a bucket, it starts to be black. Mm. That's what it is in sound, too.
1: For Honor is a fighting game. There's a lot of swords in it. Do you have, like, a bunch of different swords in your studio? And and where does one buy a sword?
0: Yeah, we do have a lot of swords because um, there was a lot of swords game into uh, Ubisoft catalog. So, of course, like, in Assassin, there is a lot of uh, different swords. So, like, right here in the studio, I have a table. And, like, you know, I have, like an infinite collection of of blades you know like they are all different so like those were done by a smith. smith. Um, yeah um okay for example like that's that's like a big sword made of straight metal i would say like industrial metal which I think sounds really good, but the Stan Smith will will do something more like, like this. I don't know, like the quality can 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 differ. Like if I use like that's kind of a, you know, a cheap sword that looks good and you, they can sell expensive, but it's just for the eyes and even it looks like crap to me. So
1: <laughs> And it doesn't sound good either.
0: Like this one, like it's it it's dead. But even that prop can be useful. Sometimes you don't want it to ring. I mean depending on what they are doing. Uh, you may need that type of metal too. And this is a good example, like an axe. For example, if I grab that axe, you know, you know, an axe is always like very stiff and very dead, right? But we have done that axe for Assassin's Creed. Like oh yeah. And It's the shape of an axe. There's like the Assassin's Creed logo punched in the middle of the axe, like in-game, but it makes it really sing, you know?
1: So you actually have an axe that's the same axe as in the game, and it actually does sound better than a regular axe because of the logo that's punched into it?
0: Yeah, Uh, and because of the quality of the metal. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not often the case, that I have the real prop of the in-game stuff, but for that... Uh, Chimey's Rock really, like, insist to have that prop done, and I think it worked really well.
1: So, for example, for a suit of armor in Odyssey, how did you make those sounds? How did you make the sound of someone walking in a specific suit of armor? Because I'm sure, well, unless you do, but do you have suits of armor that you wear and and walk around in in your studio?
0: Yeah, I do have a lot of uh, pieces of suits of armor. So I will look at the image and talk with the sound designer. From there, we will decide how many variations of those suits can be done. So we have to keep in mind that it's kind of generic because the character can choose like the arm is wearing or something, but we can't like cover every little piece that is in game. It would be too much. So we kind of do like a general family for what he's wearing. So just by using few elements, and not put too many elements that it will make it messy so it's it's
1: finding a, finding the right balance
0: yeah finding the right balance the right intention and make it clear
1: do you have a favorite game that you worked on or a project that was particularly uh, interesting
0: i kind of like uh, assassin's creed because like there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of action different actions i think it's very rich in different type of sounds and because it's old Probably like the objects produce more sound in the ancient time in a way. Mm. Uh, now it's really slick and stiff, which can be very interesting to do because I would say it's even tougher because everything needs to be tight and clean and uh, precise. So that means less sound, I guess.
1: Can you give me an example of that? Like in a, for example, in a Far Cry or a Watch Dogs. What kind of object makes less, like less sound? You said it sounds more modern or clean versus something in, a, I don't know, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
0: I remember doing a scene in uh, Rainbow Six, and it was kind of a doctor like picking up a syringe from a briefcase. Mm. And we did it, so I had my Foley briefcase, which was like modern, but like I did it, and it was like a very high class glass syringe, right. And still, like, I remember the sound guy telling me, like, ah, oh, you know, it should be even, like, slicker than that, you know?
1: <laughs> and what were some of those really rich sounds in, uh, in Odyssey, for example?
0: You know, all the suits, like, the gear they are having, like, there's metal, wood, uh, you know, the feathers of the birds, uh, the sandals. That's all creaking. That's all, like, vibrating, you know? Then the textures on the floor. Uh, We have to note, too, that there's a lot of sounds that are already done in those games that uh, we don't concentrate on. So, like, I will do more assets for the new things, like the sandals, for example.
1: So you mean that there are sounds that are, like, they were made for an older Assassin's Creed game and then they get reused in the new ones?
0: That's it, because the idea is just to make the world even bigger and bigger. So we won't delete all the assets that were good in-game already. So we will just expand it.
1: So you mentioned Assassin's Creed. Obviously, there are some really iconic sounds. I think in in those games. I mean, the hidden blade pulling out, and the even just the call of the eagle, or like the leaps of faith with the character falling into some hay into a cart. How did you work on those
0: sounds? I feel that every game uh, they might be like revamp, just revisit. But I can still work on that. I have a very nice uh, a very nice wing here, and. Uh, that's a good uh that's that's what we use for to do the bird you know i know that the hidden blade uh, was done with um with just like a simple lock and a table knife which is like just like a stainless steel knife and like when you do that you know you can kind of fake the the mechanic of the hidden blade
1: Oh, yeah, you can kinda hear like a mechanism uh pulling out the blade,
0: yeah, and you can even add the layer like like that, and then I can go like grab a sharper knife and like add like the knife exit like you know mm, and then like the like the sound team. Uh, they will take those assets and they might add their flavors to it too. So those are kind of iconic sounds, but they are probably like retouched.
1: They have to sound the same, right, so that you recognize them, but they're always a little bit uh, updated for each one.
0: Yeah, and even like the support of the game itself, we have more and more memories with the technology going on, so like we may want to uncompress it or to add another variety of sounds, you know, because we have more space that we can use.
1: Is there a sound or are there any sounds that are that are really challenging, like that are kind of known to be really difficult to get right?
0: That's a question that comes often, and I was thinking about it for a long time, to realize that probably the most difficult things to do in Foley are the footsteps. Because, like, yeah, all the characters uh, are different, and they are a different height, different... They have a different energy, a different intention, so... To recreate that, it can be really uh, challenging. Um, Of course, that will help me if I wear the right shoes. For example, high heels or sandals or army boots or like small shoes for a kid or... But then I will have to play them and uh, to make it sound real. So that's really where the job becomes more like acting, I guess. Oh, cool. So we, we may not realize that, but the actor, like when he's walking, his foot are, are really like saying something. So when you focus on that and you, you make it, you found out that it's, it's very uh, accurate. You have to be very precise and natural. And, and of course, I do it in sync, most of the time if it's not in game sound i will do it on the picture like on a cinematic so there's that kind of a level that can be difficult to achieve like just to make it uh, like on the spot in sync, and then like play like the right intention uh you don't want it to sound phony and you don't want it to sound fully and i'm walking on one specific spot so like i have to fake that i'm kind of running or you know I can do like, this is a classic, but like, it's always impressive. Um, that's how we do snow. Like. So that's one layer that I may do at the same time as I walk into the sand. And it will, it will make you believe that it's snow. Wow. But in fact, it is cornstarch.
1: So that's cornstarch um, that you have in your, in your hands?
0: Yeah, in a pillow bag. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, like the pastas or like celery is a very good prop too, like because it's juicy, cracky, uh, fiber, <laughs> uh, organic.
1: Do you use a lot of fruit or vegetables for those like meaty, meaty sounds like when people are punching each other or or those violent sounds like a, a cracking open a skull or something?
0: Yeah, the fruits are always good to use for that. I can use like a wet towel or, you know, like some leather, wet leather or, you know, like a bag full of mud or, you know, but for some reason, I don't know if because I'm a human, but like, I really love like organic stuff, you know? (laughs)
1: That's all for this episode. I'm Charles Adam Foster-Simard. This episode was edited by Yuan Morvan. For more from Game Makers, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.